From COK Studios in Guy Raz's RV, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider a report on the intelligence of a small ocean life form. We'll also consider a fashion fight between Gen Z and Millennials with our designer and stylist to the stars, Peter Grigio. And we'll consider that my microwave burrito is still frozen in the middle. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from ZoomTripTravelBot.com, the top travel website for people who insist on being selfish and going on trips during a pandemic. Book your trip now and be judged for your recklessness by Peppo, the vacationing dwarf. And Second to Non, the best Indian restaurant in town, next door to Bird Bath and Beyond. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones Mallow. We don't often make science news a top focus here on Consider Our Knowledge, with the exception of our Consider Your Health series. But there is an exciting new experiment that is definitely worth our attention. An experiment by Alex Schnell from the University of Cambridge and colleagues has uncovered some very interesting facts about cuttlefish. The squishy sea creatures, similar to octopi and squids, showed self-control that's linked to the higher intelligence of primates. The experiment was essentially a take on the classic marshmallow experiment from the 1960s. In that experiment, young children were presented with one marshmallow and told that if they can resist eating it, unsupervised for several minutes, they will get two marshmallows. But if they eat it, that's all they get. The conventional wisdom has been that children who are able to delay gratification do better on tests and are more successful later in life. Joining us to discuss this interesting cuttlefish experiment is Alex Schnell and her colleague, Ben Germain, who worked on the Cambridge Cuttlefish Experiment. Welcome to COK. I'm happy to be here. Hello. Tell us a little bit more about your experiment before we get into the longer term implications. Well, we first figured out the cuttlefish's favorite food, live grass shrimp, and a second favorite food, a piece of king prawn. Instead of choosing one or two marshmallows, cuttlefish had to choose either their favorite food or second favorite food. Each of the food items were placed in clear chambers within their tank. One chamber would open immediately, whereas the other chamber would only open after a delay. I see. It essentially tested whether they could resist the temptation of their second preference food item and wait for the preferred food item. Animals like rats, chickens, and pigeons, they find it difficult to resist temptation and have relatively lower levels of self-control, only waiting for several seconds. Whereas animals such as chimpanzees, crows, and parrots, they show more advanced self-control and they can wait up to several minutes. And the cuttlefish in our study waited up to between 50 to 130 seconds. That's impressive. Our experiment is the first evidence so far of this type of cognitive ability in an invertebrate. They are masters of camouflage. They are able to blend into their environment and can stay perfectly still for long periods of time to avoid predators. So what are the applications of this new evidence? Well, we've partnered with Dr. Anthony Fauci to do an additional experiment to see if cuttlefish have better self-control than humans. Specifically with regard to waiting for something they really want. Well, Dr. Fauci joined us now from his home. Dr. Fauci, 
thank you for joining us and tell us a little bit about how this experiment with cuttlefish applies to human beings. Well, first we had to decide what a good reward would be for a human that was on par with the cuttlefish's favorite food. Instead of offering human test subjects pieces of shrimp, we offered them either a risky socially distanced trip to Disney World immediately or a COVID-19 vaccine and a trip to Disney World once the pandemic has calmed down that is much safer and doesn't pose a risk of creating more cases of the virus. The results were very telling. Yes, they were. Unlike the cuttlefish who were able to wait for the better reward, humans were almost universally unable to make the smart choice and wait to go to Disney World after being vaccinated and the virus threat has diminished. I can't say I'm surprised, but I am disappointed. Yeah, we had the same reaction. Non-American test subjects did slightly better at choosing to wait, but only slightly. The Americans were the real problem. As usual. We did our best to scare them about the risks of going to Florida, a state with little to no regard for COVID safety measures, as well as large implications of traveling and possibly spreading the virus. But sadly, they could not delay the gratification. The cuttlefish performed better in 98% of our tests. You can read all about it in our upcoming report, Are Americans Smarter Than a Cuttlefish? An Experiment in Impulse Control That Was Won by an Invertebrate Blob. I'm sure that damning evidence will do very little to change behaviors. There's almost no way it could, because science isn't really our strong suit in this country. Well, thank you all for that very informative work. That was Alex Schnell, Ben Germain, and Dr. Anthony Fauci. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to the world of fashion. There is an intergenerational conflict happening between millennials and Gen Z, and this current dispute involves each group's differing fashion and beauty choices. Gen Z, which is said to include those who were born from 1997 to 2012, appear to favor looser fitting clothes and symmetrical hairstyles per their viral TikTok videos. These under 25 trendsetters are sick of skinny jeans and side parted hair which has been highly favored by millennials who were born from 1981 to 1996. Joining us to discuss this war over fashion choices is our good friend and stylist, Peter Grigio. He joins us via Zoom from his winter home in Aspen. How are you, Peter? I'm just great. Thanks for asking, Dinah. I'm eager to get your thoughts on this style attack Gen Z is making against millennials. Oh gosh, I was following this on social media a couple weeks ago and it couldn't be more boring to me, Dinah. Oh, really? How so? Well, first of all, Gen Z is just living through what we all lived through in the 90s. The baggy, low-rise pants, oversized sweaters and middle pots in the hair. Kurt Cobain called and he wants his angsty grunge style back. I get why millennials might be butthurt to see some of their worst fashion choices from their middle school years come back and replace their side parts and skinny jeans. But it's so not a thing. Why is this a thing? Well, I was definitely offended by the return of low-rise pants. Of course you were. You have a long torso. But neither generation knows what the hell they're talking about. Thankfully, I'm here to set everything straight. Oh, really? No, not that kind of straight. But, I mean, you know. Sure. Uh, So what do Gen Z and millennials have wrong? Everything! 
First of all, why are we even taking fashion advice from 18-year-olds? We shouldn't be. Second, we shouldn't be listening to millennials either. Just find what's comfortable and suit your mom and dad bods. If it's skinny jeans, great. Nobody cares. I've been working on the most amazing new looks and trends while we've been in quarantine. And I was waiting until things were a little more normal to reveal it. But uh, this Gen Z millennial dust-up has forced my hand. Oh, so you're going to reveal it here on COK? Oh, yeah. It's an exclusive, Dinah. Here to help me is my assistant, Chardonnay. Enchanté. We cannot wait to positively decimate all generations with this new comprehensive overhaul of fashion as we know it. Literally everyone will need to seriously rethink their wardrobes after we drop this massive bombshell. Are you ready? I I guess so. She's not ready. Perhaps they're more ready over on Morning Edition or My Favorite Murder. Now, it it's okay. Just give her a chance. You're ready, aren't you? Aren't you, Dinah? Are you ready? Yeah, yes, I, I, sure? yes I, I swear, I'm ready. You look ready, I'm, I'm, you look ready. This is some of the most ready I've ever seen you look. Okay, yes, uh, I'm ready now. But why my favorite murder? Because everyone is about to be a fashion victim. Here's a list of what's going to be hot once everyone is vaccinated. Hoop skirts, wrestling singlets, clip-on neckties, orthopedic unisex Velcro shoes. Oh, propeller hats. Mood rings, mohair sweater vests, floral printed culottes, t-shirts with pictures of celebrity car accidents. Faux suede, everything, even underwear. Wellington thigh-high boots, mesh spelly shirts, and white collars and cuffs like Chippendale dances. Wow, that's definitely a shake-up of fashion. Ah, right? Yeah. I've got an exclusive deal with a very big retailer. So uh, you can uh, get all the hottest new looks probably beginning, uh, I don't know, maybe this summer. Yes, it was a major coup for them to get Peter's new line. Hmm, What what store? Okay, so I'm really not allowed to say anything yet because the deal isn't like 100% finalized. But it rhymes with mold gravy. I see. I just have one final question. Side part or middle part? Neither. The new hairstyle will either be top knots or zigzag pots with cute little fruit barrettes. They're adorable. (laughs) That sounds exciting. Uh, Thank you both for bringing this Gen Z millennial fashion battle into perspective. Ah, you're welcome. Uh Uh-oh, I've got to go. There's a problem at the factory in China. I mean, America. Kisses. That was a fashion reveal with stylist and designer to the stars, Peter Grigio, and his assistant, Chardonnay. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins with our intern, Ryan. What have you got for us today? I have two great wins, Miss Mallow. First, congrats to Winnie Marks in Portland, who thought she had run out of garbage bags, but then realized she had more in her garage because she had bought them for a camping trip last summer that she never went on because of COVID. Maybe you'll get to go camping this summer, but don't forget to take garbage bags. Well done on this big little win. Good for her. Kudos also to Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. 
who single-handedly brought down the British monarchy in their interview with Oprah on Sunday. There's nothing like dismantling an outdated and oppressively restrictive institution like the British royal family. But they did it with some pretty dark stories and frank admissions, and they seem pretty happy about it. Pip-pip and cheerio for this royal-sized big little win. Share your wins with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, at Consider Our Knowledge, or on Twitter, at Consider Our Know. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do it at Apple Podcasts or at Stitcher. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins with our intern, Ryan. (laughs) I don't know why you paused where you did. (laughs) Because I was having trouble reading. Should I do it again? Not if you don't want to. I'll do it again, but I might just use the first take. It's funny.